Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Dennis Shipper. And today on the show, we are joined by Dennis Shipper, who's one of my colleagues at Opus Partners. He's a property investment consultant uh, and helps Kiwis get into investment property. And the reason Dennis is on the show today is he recently sent me an article, as recent as 8am this morning, um, <laughs> which was all about the Reserve Banks making a comment on the servicing rates or the test servicing rates that banks use. Yes, now, that's right, Ed. We did talk about this uh, when we were down in Queenstown with the guys at Roos Mortgage. But it's such an important concept that I thought we should circle back, recap, and talk about what the Reserve Bank's saying about this. So, Dennis, introduce for us what are servicing rates and why do they matter? So the reason servicing rates are so important is because although current interest rates sit at about, let's say, 3.5%, for example, the way the bank view it when they're looking at you from a servicing standpoint, they they service at a much higher rate because they're always factoring in what if the interest rates creep back up can this person service these rates down the track? So basically, yes, you might get three and a half today, but the bank will still service you off what they call a test rate, so you know when you get the borrowing, if the rates go up, you've got security. And that's all about income, isn't it? It's making sure that if interest rates uh, were to spike, that you'd be able to afford that, which means that we've got a really secure financial system, that we don't have people uh, then with mortgages that they're not able to afford. Exactly, that's correct, Ed. And so what the Reserve Bank has come out and publicly said is that we may be at a turning point with these servicing rates. So they may relax even further. Now, this has already happened. They used to be up around 8%. They've come down to about 7%, though... Let's, um, let's also remember that each bank has a different servicing rate yep. and they're not usually publicly disclosed either. So it's not something that's easily um, findable. No, that's right. And this is why, again, you'll find within this article that Ed's referring to, it refers back to a lot of mortgage brokers. And, and it's an important fact that when you're going through the process, this is, pu- this is knowledge to a mortgage broker, but not to the public. So you want to have a chat to them about what different bank policies are and, again, what that will mean for your personal situation. And just to talk a little bit then about what this actually means, you know, in terms of how much you're able to borrow, um, when the when the rules change from, were relaxed from about 8% as the, the test servicing rate to 7%, somebody on about 120k worth of income, say they're single earning 120k, that means they'd be able to borrow about $600,000. Now that's up from under the under the previous test rate of eight percent. They'd only get five four five k, so they get an extra fifty five thousand dollars worth of borrowing ability in order to get into their first home or an investment property, something like that. Now, of course, they're still going to need the deposit because there are always two parts to it: the deposit and then making sure that you can afford the mortgage that you're taking out. Um, but that does mean that we're getting first home buyers. Uh, or investors up to that kind of 650, 700k mark that's needed to get into the Auckland market. And that's exactly right, Ed. So so with the, the first home buyer starter run and everything that goes with it, people are struggling and it's just because they can't service that test rate. With that dropping, exactly as you've said, people come back into the Auckland market, which is really important to drive a market up as well. So we'll find that potentially in the next couple of years with first home buyers coming back into the market, you might see a shift in, in what's going on. And I think it's a, a space to watch. And two other things I want to mention as well. The first is that um, this change is going to have 
more impact in some areas than others. So we've recently uh, conducted a national seminar tour. You know, we went to Christchurch, Queenstown, Wellington, and and Auckland, and the the issues that stop people getting into the market are different based on where you're going. So let's talk about Wellington. Wellington's got really, really high incomes generally, and the people who came along to our investment and first-home buyers seminars had really high incomes but didn't necessarily have the deposit. Whereas if you compare that to Christchurch where house prices are much lower but incomes are lower as well, a lot of people were able to pull together the deposit but then it was sometimes the servicing criteria, the ability to afford that mortgage that was holding them back and so they had to do some things around that in order to get into the market. But I think it is interesting to, th- to just recognise that these changes, if we were to relax these servicing rates even further, are going to affect some people in different parts of the country more than others. Yeah, I think you're totally right, Ed. If you if you look at the main centres like um, Auckland, Queenstown, Wellington shot up substantially over the last year, they're, they're getting quite hard to get into from a purchase standpoint and, and with these being relaxed it will allow people to start to purchase property in these spaces again. And two other things I just want to mention, I know I said that before, I said I've got two things and now I've got another oh. thing that I want to mention, um, is, that, is that in Australia right now the, the servicing test rates are about 6%. They're about 6%. We're up around 7 So what that shows is there probably is room to relax these servicing rates rates further. And, of course, the impact that uh, that uh, any regulation in Australia has as well is, is impacting New Zealand because our four main banks are owned by Australian banks. So mm-hmm. essentially we're, doubly, we're, we're double regulated in, in some ways. And then the other thing that, uh, that I was just going to mention as well, which has just gone out of my mind, kind of been important in that case. <laughs> oh, Ed. So um, just before we wrap up, Dennis, was there anything else you wanted to specifically mention uh, in relation to the servicing rates? I just think the most important thing with servicing rates is to get a better understanding about it in regards to your personal situation. Always go approach a broker personally. Um, use them, they'll work on your behalf and they'll explain these in more depth and what they mean for your personal situation. And I think it's important to recognise, I've just remembered what I was going to say, is that as well as um, as testing you at a higher interest rate, the bank is also going to discount any income you have on a rental property. Now this is also, uh, it, it's it's done with discretion by each bank. Each bank has different rules. It's normally around about 75%. 75 or 80% is often what, I, what I've seen. So even though you might have... Uh, let's say it was 80%, you might have $25,000 worth of rental income coming through. The bank is going to test whether you could afford the mortgage if you only had uh, $20,000 of rental income and had to service as the higher test interest rate. Now, I often get questions on the um, on live chat or on Facebook when people are messaging in, uh, asking, you know, oh, you know, yes, interest rates are really low now, but what happens if they spike? And in fact, one of our most popular episodes was the episode on what happens if interest rates spike. And I think it's important to have confidence within the New Zealand financial system as well, knowing that there are some really what are quite stringent test cases at the moment. And before, they're diligent. And, and the banks are relatively diligent, um, you know, in, in ensuring that people are going to be able to pay their mortgages back because they want their money back as well for their, for their shareholders. Um, so one thing that would be interesting to, to see as well is whether that starts to relax 
you know, if we had, because we would never see, or we very rarely see any rental properties that are 20, have 20% vacancy or 25% vacancy. So perhaps we may in future see some changes around that as well. Yeah, that would be interesting to see, Ed. I totally agree. Now, just before we wrap up this podcast, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps us get the message out to more people. And, uh, hey, if you do want to learn more about property, we have an excellent guide on our website, opespartners.co.nz, O-P-E-S-partners.co.nz. It is called The Epic Guide to Property Investment. It's 16,000 words long, and it includes the real basics of property investment. It gives you a really good overview. Um, I've actually actually just updated it this week because uh, I thought we could explain how yields work even better based on um, an article we just did in News Hub as well, Dennis. So uh, check that out if you haven't already. But of course... Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Dennis Shipper. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily insights, strategies and tactics to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.